Taylor show of the year. And boy, is it an exciting one. Nate Taylor, fresh off the plane. <laughs> I can see those Delta Sky Miles uh, on you right now. Yeah, yeah and they're champions, Carrington. They are champions. They are champions. You remember what I said earlier this year? I said, hey, man, the goal is to get back to the AFC Championship. They won the Super Bowl. They did. It's It was a really remarkable year. I think it's one of the best, if not the best year in the Chiefs history from beginning to end. When you consider just all the storylines going into this year, obviously, you know, Tyreek Hill, 10 rookies that made the roster. Um, trading for Kadarius Tony, and he scores a touchdown. Skyboard hadn't scored a touchdown all season. He scores a touchdown last night. Um, the defense got better over the course of the year. It was a, it was a great game to be at because I don't feel like the Eagles played that poorly. They just got caught. They just got caught by the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, who didn't make a mistake in the entire second half and. Um, you know, as I wrote in the athletic Harrington, like you go to three Super Bowls in four years and you win two of them. That that's a dynasty in the modern era. Um, and really the first dynasty since the Patriots obviously were on their sort of runs of winning championships with Tom Brady. So um it was it was cool getting on the plane today, and basically everybody was, you know, wearing red other than me. <laughs> Everybody was obviously happy, and uh, now we're going to see them have a parade where the weather is going to be, like, as as good as you could ask for in, you know, I guess the middle of February. So, no, man, I'm I'm doing well. I can't believe it's basically Valentine's Day. Like, I did not even thought about that. The season is entirely too long, but they're champions, so who cares? So there's so many things to get to from yesterday's game. Let's just start with, Let's start with a little bit of praise for Philadelphia. Yeah. I thought the Eagles played as well of a losing effort in the Super Bowl that I may have ever seen. But it was something that you and I kind of talked about over the course of the week with Philadelphia is I think they played 4A football this year. Mm. Three of the last five wins from Philadelphia are against the New York Giants. (laughs) That's three of their last five wins. There was was there really anything that could prepare them for – not at all. And the and the funny thing about it is, I thought they dominated the first half. They did. I thought they dominated. Yeah. But yeah. we've seen time and time again, in order to beat the Chiefs, you can't play a good 30 minutes. Nope. You can't play a good 40. You better play a full 60-minute football game in yep. order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And they didn't play a full 60 minutes, and they get you beat. They got caught, man. It's like a, It was like a great race. You know, you you feel like you're not sure who the favorite is because, you know, obviously Fox put up the graphic. Obviously, they did a a really good job of just explaining, like, hey, they have the same record. They have scored the same amount of points. Uh, You know, obviously, the funny thing is, you know, they each have a Kelsey brother, um, (laughs) which we heard all week. But these are two really evenly matched teams. And, of course, I guess you could say that, you know, in a weaker conference, the Eagles were more dominant, so maybe that's why Vegas had them as the betting favorite, um, you know, at a slight margin. But Carrington, I don't like this was just another example, and I'm looking it up here just so I can remind you that 
talking to Eric Bieniemy last night, he was like, "We only ran 21 plays in the first quarter. They only had four possessions." There was a stat they showed on the broadcast. I know you didn't get a chance <laughs> to see it. I can't remember what part it was. Maybe somebody on the text line can remember nine one three five eight six seven six one zero. The Chiefs ran nine plays mm. over an hour and a half in real time. In on on offense. In real in real wow. time, it was nine plays. That's why here and we're jumping around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. talk about from the game, but when Mahomes had that little ankle injury and people were worried about it. Yes, I'm at the Super Bowl party. And I'm saying. He's not going to be on the field for another 40 minutes. (laughs) It happened at the end of the first half. Yes. They were punting the football. Eagles get the ball. Halftime. Right. Halftime's 29 minutes. Yep. Chiefs get the ball at the end of the halftime. So they get the ball first and second half. It's like 40 minutes in real time. It can't. That injury to me felt like when you play basketball and you twist your ankle and you get up and you're walking kind of gingerly. And you'll be fine in about five minutes. You need about five <laughs> minutes to kind of walk around a little bit and kind of get the blood flowing. Yeah. That's what that injury felt like to me. But back to your original point, in the first half, it just it was maybe as disjointed of a Chiefs effort that we've really seen. But once they caught that momentum where they got the ball first in the mm-hmm. second half, they really found that second win and they scored 24 points in the second half. Eagles dominated time of possession for the entire game pretty much. Doesn't matter, guys. Points. You need points. The Eagles scored 35 points in a Super Bowl and lost. That is a thing that has rarely happened in the history of the league. Um, but they controlled the tempo pretty much until the fourth quarter. And then I think, as you were saying, Carrington, they they obviously got a rhythm in the third quarter, the Chiefs. And then everything sort of flipped when Kadarius Tony had the really electrifying punt return for 65 yards that obviously flipped the field, gave the Chiefs an even bigger lead. Um, But you need points, and Philly played really well. You need those possessions to go from field goals to touchdowns. Um, They only scored one touchdown in the second half. That's why they lost, Um, or it's one of the reasons why they lost. Um, Carrington, they went touchdown, 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 field goal. I mean, they just, really just because we have to. Yeah, I'm saying they could have scored a touchdown, <laughs> touchdown on the final drive yes. as well. They decided not to score a touchdown at the end of the game. Like it, 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 it played out almost. You and I had a. You came on the show Friday, mm-hmm. and I told you that I thought this game was going to be so good because I don't really think that either team matched up with each other well. I thought that Kansas City did some things that Philadelphia couldn't really mm-hmm. stop. I thought Philadelphia did some things that Kansas City couldn't stop. But I thought in the final eight minutes we were going to see, A, the Chiefs have been tested in these situations. And every team that has been thrown in their way, every it team in the last five years the Chiefs have played. Yeah. And for the most part, they've beaten all of those teams. Yeah. Like every team that people popped up and got excited about, the Chiefs have played. And then the coach and quarterback combination. I think we saw that. For Sky Moore to get his first touchdown in the NFL. <laughs> the easiest In the touchdown. fourth quarter of a Super Bowl game yes. is crazy. On the easiest touchdown. Not a, he might be the first player in Super Bowl history that that's the case. Yeah, I would love to know what NFL research um, has off of the notes of these games because there, were, there was just so much information, obviously, immediately afterwards. But, I mean, on a play where you're just wide open. I mean, you couldn't dream it any better. And we would just, you know, you and I both, Carrington, felt like we just wanted to see the Eagles tested, right? We just wanted to see the Eagles either in a one-score game or down in the second half because, obviously, they they built these leads. 
and they sort of raced in their postseason wins against the Giants and the 49ers. Well, now we saw it. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts let the team down the field, down eight points, got a touchdown, got a two-point conversion. You're saying, okay, five minutes left. At some point, the defense has got to do something. And no, they just they just went up against the greatest quarterback from a talent standpoint that the history of this league has ever seen, who was just absolutely flawless. Um, you know, everybody knows the stats now, but he only had one incompletion on a pass that wasn't necessary because <laughs> it was on a trick play. And obviously the 26-yard scramble, um, the willingness to know exactly when to scramble, even with him playing through the pain of his high ankle sprain, it's just a masterful performance by Mahomes, and then the rest of the team really did rally around him, whether it's the offensive line, Juju Smith-Schuster being a reliable secondary receiver on you know in the fourth quarter when obviously the Eagles are trying their best not to let Travis Kelsey touch the ball. Um, and, yeah, for, for Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney to score touchdowns, for Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round pick, to be like a viable part of the offense that balances out what the Chiefs are trying to do, where they don't have to throw the ball every time. I just, you just sort of marvel at it because the Eagles are supposed to be a really good defense and they got absolutely cooked in the second half. Um, and they never really hit Mahomes. And even though he was playing with an aggravated high ankle sprain, his accuracy didn't, didn't drop. It stayed consistent. He made sound decisions. And um, it's now easy for everybody to understand that he's at an unsaleable status. He's he's the best player in the league. Um, and when the best player in the league has a good coaching staff and a good support, you know, supporting cast around him, um, they're going to beat even the most talented teams like the Eagles, who, again, didn't play poorly. It's just they, they stopped scoring touchdowns. And it's just... I don't know how many other quarterbacks could have been put in that situation and you tell them, we need you to score a touchdown on every drive until proven otherwise. Okay, I'll just go out there and do it with rookies and, you know, new receivers and, you know, seventh-round running backs. I mean, it's 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 stunning. Um, it's stunning that the Chiefs were able to pull it off because some people were, were really wondering if they were the more talented team but they have the better coach and they have the better quarterback, and that mattered most in the fourth quarter. So let's take a break here. You're listening to the Nate Taylor Show here live on 610 Sports Radio. We could do four hours on that game. There was just so many talking <laughs> points from yesterday's game. Let's step aside here. Let's talk about the offensive line and how they won those battles pretty consistently in this matchup and the Eagles' defense. I had serious questions about the Eagles' defense, and I think those questions were pretty valid after what we just saw. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family-owned and operated. MyComfortSystems.com on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Nate Taylor here. The Nate Taylor Show. It's the final edition until the draft, maybe? (laughs) 
What do you do now? Do you I don't know. Vacation? I don't want to do nothing, Carrington. Why, just, you, why you got me on the draft? No, I'm just I'm saying we're not doing this again until the draft. What What's like the next two weeks like for you? So it's obviously you're going hard until the parade. Yep. Thursday is kind of the end for everybody, right? Yes. Thursday's the end. Yeah. Um, like this weekend, you don't uh, got you don't gotta go got to go nowhere. That. We just talked about it. NBA All Star. Like I'm gonna see some. Some wacky dunks, I guess, on Saturday night. Some, oh, I love All Star Weekend. Some three point, you know. You want to go? It's in uh, it's in Utah this year. It's in Salt Lake City. No, you don't want to go. I mean, I do want to go, but no. Nah. <laughs> but you don't want to. You do want to go, but you don't, don't want to go. go. You don't go. <laughs> no, you don't want to go. Hey, Salt Lake City, quietly <laughs> underrated, you guys. So let's start with this man because I think there's so many things to talk about from this game. We got to give a lot of respect to that offensive line. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on my show that the Chiefs found themselves in almost the exact same situation at the end of the Tampa Super Bowl. Mm. Serious questions about the offensive line. What are you going to do? Yep. All of the solutions played in yesterday's game. That was going to be the test. You built that offensive line for this moment in this game against this kind of defensive line. What do you do? The Eagles didn't get a sack. Hassan Riddick was not a factor in the game. Was it like they was not a factor in the game? They period. worked him. They worked him like, and the and the and the the cool thing was, you know, a lot of people were concerned about Riddick's speed against Wiley's um, sort of pass sets. You know, um, you can get Wiley with speed from time to time, um, but when Wiley, when Andrew Wiley, the right tackle, won the affair. I mean, he really wanted, which is like, I'm going to lay on you. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I am going to put my entire body um, just moving you around. You know, one of the best parts about, and I think you could really tell this physically and psychologically um, rewatching the game. It's late in the third quarter. The Chiefs are driving, and it's like, well, it's one of those things where, like, you can take it to the end of the quarter, you know, make sure you get the next play right, you know, whatever the next play call is. Chiefs were like, no. We're going to go right up to the line. We're going to give the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. We're going to go right down your throat. And I think he got like seven or eight yards. And the response from like Orlando Brown and Creed Humphrey was just like, oh, we are we are leaning on them. Like we are – it's becoming evident that we are winning and they aren't – you know, they're not going to have a, an answer for what we've done. Um, Orlando Brown – was one of the few players this year that really bet on himself. I mean, really bet on himself. Because, obviously, in football, it's a violent sport. You're always one play away from, obviously, maybe having a significant injury. He played through a knee injury for the first half of the season. Obviously, he was on the franchise tag, so he was making $16.6 million this year. So, you would advise him to invest his money wisely. But there's no guarantee that he's going to make, you know, a real lucrative deal unless he plays well this season. Um, he had the best game of his career last night, Carrington. He is on a real stretch now of, hey, I did really well against Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. And they, you know, they really had me go one-on-one with, with Brandon Graham, and um, he held his own. He got a little bit of chip help from the running backs. They just did a – I thought the coaches did a really nice job of just not giving the – Pass rushers, whether it's Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, obviously it's Son Riddick. They never gave him the same look so that you could just say, oh, okay, well, when the ball snapped, I know it's me versus him. Sometimes they would give that just motion. 
So you have to be aware of, like, are you setting the edge properly? Tight ends would get involved. Obviously, the running backs would get involved. They ran some screen passes just to, like, keep them honest. Like, hey, you can't just get upfield the entire time trying to get to the quarterback. And then, you know, when Mahomes saw that somebody was open, he made quick decisions to get the ball out of his hands so that it wasn't any chance for the pass rush to win on, like, second effort, right? Like, hey, I don't I don't win on my first pass rush move. I'm going to get him on the second. And if he still has the ball in his hands, now I can obviously get to work. Um, Mahomes didn't really do that. I mean, he was just fabulous with his pocket presence. And the offensive line, there are moments where you could press, you know, pause, and you're just like, everybody's winning. Like, not a single offensive lineman is losing to a defensive line that had 70 sacks over the course of the regular season. And so what we learned last night, Carrington, is the Chiefs' offensive line is just as good as the Eagles' offensive line, even though everybody before the game, including myself, suggested, hey, you know, based on the film that I'm seeing, you know, hey, the Eagles are the most consistent offensive line based on run and pass. Uh, The Chiefs averaged more yards than the Eagles did yesterday because their offensive line dominated the game from really beginning to end. And the only reason Mahomes aggravated his um, his ankle was because he was trying to extend a play. It wasn't because someone lost early into the play and Mahomes is now, you know, obviously similar to Super Bowl 55. I'm running for my life and I need to figure out how to get into like a creation type of play. It's just he was trying to scramble and then I think he made the decision somewhat late to go for it um, to get the first down with his legs and obviously he got tripped up. But um, Son Riddick was supposed to be, like, the best defensive player on the field yesterday. He had one tackle, no sacks, no quarterback hits. I mean, Andrew Wiley made a lot of money last night because he's now an unrestricted free agent. And I understand why Chiefs fans are like, you should resign him, you know. Uh, that keeps the five offensive linemen intact. Obviously, I'm assuming the Chiefs are going to franchise tag Orlando Brown in a few weeks so that they can extend their deadline as to whether or not they can get to some form of a uh, contract agreement for an extension, uh, which usually gives you till around July. But the Chiefs had the better offensive line yesterday. The Chiefs had the better offense, even though Jalen Hurts was, like, amazing at times. Um, They still averaged almost seven yards of play, Carrington. And that's not like – that doesn't include, like, Mahomes – having some 40-yard pass, right? It's just, hey, we want to we want to get six yards here. We can do that. We want to get nine yards here with the running backs. We can do that. Um, they gave it to them however they wanted, and it's it's amazing that they average six, six 6.1 yards per rush and 6.4 yards per play um, on 53 plays. The Eagles had 72. Um, yeah, the offensive line was excellent, man, and – Orlando Brown wanted to prove to himself this season that he could be a premier left tackle against premier pass rushers. And he proved the, it in the Super Bowl. And and prove that, like, he could be a part of the reason why the Chiefs could obviously go back to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. He's proven it. And um, it, it's a credit to him and obviously the credit to the coaching staff. Let me ask you this question, not Chiefs-related, but I think people will find this interesting, at least your opinion on it. Who do you think signs for a bigger contract this offseason, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? One guy's been to a Super Bowl. The other one might hit kind of free agency, though. Right. That's why I think it's interesting. Right. 
Because Lamar, if he gets traded, that's free agency. Essentially, yeah. Because yeah, you have to give free, the contract. You yeah, have to give the contract. That's free agency. Because then there's four or five teams bidding on you. Maybe something happens like what happened with Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. where one team just swoops in at the final hour. Yeah. Right now. Who, I, I, who, whose contract is bigger this offseason? Jalen Hurts or Lamar? Ozzie Newsom is still with us, right? He is he is still alive. Ozzie Newsom is still advising the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie Newsom would lose his mind if Baltimore let Lamar go. But we'll see how it plays out. Um and Jalen Hurts had a really good season. So I think initially I want to say Hurts because you want to reward the player who, like, had a just really crowning achievement type year. But I know the talent of Lamar Jackson, and it's undeniable, um, some of his contracts negotiation could be somewhat, you know, um, mitigated a bit because he just hasn't finished the seasons the last two years. And that's, like, really sad. But that's reality. He hasn't held up in a season. Now – if you give Hurts the contract, of course, you're hoping and projecting that he can hold up for a 17-game season or a 20-game run like they just had um, over the course of the next two to three seasons if they're going to keep that same RPO-type play style where the running back is so heavily involved in the running game. Um, but I would say right now I'd give it to Hurts because Hurts played a, I mean, Hurts played incredible yesterday. Um, he really only made one mistake. That was obviously uh, pretty costly because it was the game's only turnover. Um, but in the second half, I thought he really didn't make a ton of mistakes. It's just the Chiefs defense played better. Um, and, and yeah, he didn't get a ton of support from his own running backs. But I would say right now I'll give it to Hurts. But it only takes two teams, Carrington. It only takes two. It only takes two. For all of a sudden you're like, he making Deshaun Watson money? Which is fine because, like, he, I would say he would actually earn Deshaun Watson's money versus what we saw last year. But, yeah, it only takes two for the for the salary to kind of balloon. So I made this point earlier in the show, and I want to run it by you. I think people are talking about the wrong penalty. And I want to get your take mm. on the holding. I want to get your take on the holding. Okay. That was not the biggest penalty in the game. The biggest penalty in the game was mm. the false start by the Eagles in the first half. Which was hard to recognize on video. They were dominating the Chiefs yes. up to that point. They're yes. up 14-7. Uh-huh. It's third and one. They're about to run that quarterback sneak play. Which always worked and worked the oh, entire game. The time. Yep. They get a first down. Mm-hmm. They have first down on in midfield, and they are probably gonna score at least something on that drive. Maybe a yeah, touchdown, yeah. maybe a field. Right. They are probably gonna score. It's false start. It's now third and six. Obvious passing down. Jalen Hurts fumble. Nick Bolton defensive touchdown. That was the biggest penalty in the game. Because instead of going up two scores, you were now tied. It's now tied. And of course the Eagles went down and and you know <laughs> they were like we can't let them get take the lead. It was like one of their best offensive drives of the game where obviously they go down and score a touchdown. But yeah, instead of going up 10 or 14, you have to reestablish the lead you just had. Yeah, and it was hard to say um I don't know, could you again, I wasn't watching the TV broadcast at the time and I mostly rewatched the second half just cuz it was the most consequential half. Could you tell that it was a false start on television? The Chiefs, the way they reacted, like yes, everybody led you, led the you Chiefs, to believe. Yes, and then when they zoomed in and showed it, was, it, it was like, oh uh, yeah, that's a false start. Okay, yeah, okay. that's a false start. I couldn't tell from from where we were in the press box um, based on the angle we had, but no, I mean, and it was also a really good call too because some people were complaining like, why isn't you know why is Nick Bolton the spy or why isn't Nick Bolton spying all the time? And it's like, 
well, you can't show the the you can't show the offense the same defense every time. But when they're getting ready to run that, you know, when when his first read's not there, Nick Bolton is just waiting on him, and Jalen sort of, you know, sped himself up trying to transfer the ball from you know from left hand to right hand, and there it goes. And um, that was probably the most shocking moment of the game. When you really think about it, you're like, Nick Bolton has the ball and he's running the other way for a touchdown to tie the game. When, like you said, everything was leading towards, ooh, this could get ugly real quick if if Philly scores a touchdown. So the holding penalty is a penalty. Um, I, I appreciate that James Bradbury, the cornerback for the Eagles, said, no, I held him because it was a good route. And, like, I went for the inside move. It was a whip route, so it's an inside-to-outside move. I went for the inside move. Like, I, you know, what's interesting is that he's thinking from a normal defensive back standpoint, which is if you're beat, don't give up a touchdown. Like, there's no safety help over there. It's on the out. It's on the perimeter of the field. So if if you don't let him, you know, if you let him go by you, maybe Juju Smith-Schuster scores a touchdown. Of course, if that happens – then the Eagles would have, what, two and a half minutes left to sort of operate and maybe get their own touchdown drive, maybe go for two to win the game instead of forcing overtime. So it's funny that, like, he got into a usual thought process, which was, hey, just don't let the guy get behind you. But it's a penalty. Um, you know, you can see it in a number of different ways. He is hug- he is tugging, I should say, at, uh, at Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey. And Carrington, I'm going to ask you a question. Could they? Could anybody cover Juju Smith-Schuster in the fourth quarter? Nope, not at all. So that, that was the best tactic they had. Was hey, maybe we can hold, maybe we can hold them, and they won't see it. No, nah, they 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 saw it. I I just I feel bad for Bradbury because it's like, hey man, like I'm I'm trying, but at least he acknowledged that like, no, I just I just hoped because it was like with two minutes and change left, I hoped that they wouldn't call it. But it was—I wouldn't say it was blatant, but it was—it was clearly a, uh, a foul. Um, and hey, you know, it was—he wasn't the only one who had problems with covering Juju Smith-Schuster in the fourth quarter. Which I don't know if he was saving things for the fourth quarter, but all of a sudden he turned into like a superhero <laughs> from a receiver standpoint, where it's like Kelsey was great in the first half. Obviously, the Eagles adjust, and it's like, okay, well, you need somebody that you can trust to go with the ball if you're Mahomes, and Juju was open countless times in the fourth quarter. I think he had four receptions in the quarter um, to get them down the field in position to score. So what was what was James Bradbury going to do other than hold or give up a touchdown? So he took the lesser of the two. So there's a lot of funny audio that maybe you haven't heard because you've been working that you know what? I spent the day compiling it for Ooh. you. I'll play it for you on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the final Nate Taylor show of the season. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family-owned and operated by ComfortSystems.com on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Nate Taylor is here. Of course, it's The Nate Taylor Show. All right, you know what? Let me play for you a couple of funny things that audio that we played on my show that I think you'll enjoy. So this was... Live on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Oh, boy. This is on (laughs) television. On television. Okay. People. Hot. Angry. Listen to this. And then to get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bull call. I mean, utter, complete bull. 
This is television? unbelievable. It's or inexcusable. Wow. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. <laughs> and yes, it's true. The officials go both ways. And you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the well, freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> and that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. Okay, that was uh, <laughs> that was NBC Sports Philly. You did me a favor this offseason. They should they should have just tackled Juju. Honestly, just Maybe, tackled. Yeah, they should have tackled him. Can you can you do me a favor? Can you can you do a piece with Rasheed Wallace on why he's such a yes. big Chiefs fan? I I would love to do this. This is such a good idea. I'll help you try to track Rasheed. Yes, Wallace can you down. do this? I mean, yes. You, I we know he, we know he's in Carolina somewhere. Yeah, I want you to interview Rasheed Wallace. Why is he such a fan? What made you a Chiefs fan? Who's your favorite Chiefs fan? Give me Chiefs fan stories. Will you be at the parade? <laughs> I would love Rasheed Wallace Come Chiefs to the parade. fan stories. Rasheed. Listen to this Rasheed Wallace. So he posted this on Instagram. Listen to this. Now all y'all want to come with that bull excuse. Oh, she the flag. Oh, she, he did this, that, that, they did, did, did. F*** out of here. I ain't trying to hear that bull Bottom line. Winners find a way to win. Losers find a way to lose. Enough said. See y'all pigeons next year. Wow. <laughs> what a dismount. What a way to land the he plane. Call, he called him the Philadelphia <laughs> the pigeons. pigeons. He called him that multiple times in IG posts. <laughs> he called him the pigeons. <laughs> I've never heard that. He I've never heard somebody compare the Eagles to pigeons. He called them the pigeons. Dang. She, they only lost four games all year. He called, him the, he called him the pigeons. We played this. I just, this tickled my soul. What you smoking on tonight? I'm smoking on that Philly Blunt tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Philly Blunt. You know, just chilling out, hanging out, man. Hey, great game. It was a great game. It was, it was, it a, was great a great game. game. I mean, it was a great game. what up, Silky P? <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious that it's like, it is it's hilarious that I do acknowledge this man's father by saying, yes, hello, Silky P. And also, nothing about his voice is silky. It's so funny. I said today, what really makes it so funny is every black person has an uncle exactly like Patrick Mahomes Sr. That's what makes him so funny to me. I love this man. And like, when you hear him talk, you can can visualize your relative right then and there. uh, That's what makes him so funny to me. Oh, man. What a time. And it's just, again, just... Man, you know, because I'm in the press box and because uh, none of these games are ever decided before the last minute or whatever, I'm still in the press box. But, yeah, shout out to Aaron Ladd, man, for 41, who is always <laughs> who always comes through with uh, with the, when the families come down. Uh, you know, their elevators seem to work at an express rate compared to. to, compared of course. to you, you can't get on the elevator. No, no, I can't get on that elevator. No, no. You you, you trying to get to the locker room? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait for them. But, oh, absolutely. But no, most of the TV people go down like midway through the fourth quarter. Um, and I know that has to be like a nerve wracking thing for them. But one of the benefits is you do get that initial reaction from from Pat Senior himself. You know, Philly Blunts, man. <laughs> Let me play it again for you. What you smoking on tonight? I'm smoking on that Philly Blunt tonight. Yeah, Philly <laughs> tonight. Blunt. You know, just chilling out, hanging out, tonight. man. Hey, great game. It was a great game. The way he says tonight is, is incredible. <laughs> He's the funniest tonight. human being. Oh, uh, you want some more? You just want some more just anger? I just give you more, more Philadelphia anger here. Listen to this. If you're yep. not going to cover the receivers, the, the pass rush is not going to get to a Mahomes because they're open right away. They're open. <laughs> yeah, Number nine was open. Seven catches in the second half. 
They never covered, what's his name, Smith Schuster? They never covered him. They never covered him. How do you not know who Juju is? I've got more for you, man. <laughs> they I mean, never just, covered That's him. all we can play. I mean, this. fair. It's just, it's just audio. I'll just play you incredible audios today. We didn't play a dang quarterback worth a damn. And the second we do, Jonathan Gannon tucks his tail between him, his legs and is scared to call a defense. How do you get burned on the same play that is two true. times in a row? Oof. Why are your eyes off the, uh, the receiver Nasty you're in work. coverage? James Bradbury and Avante Maddox on the very next defensive play, you had the chance. Mm. Same thing. Mm. Mike, I'm hearing the pain in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I hear the pain in your voice. Now, that's anger. That's, that's, that's fury. Mike went through it last night. I mean, to be fair... You can't get beat twice, dog. Like, like y'all ain't come to the locker room. Y'all ain't come to the sideline and give any kind of adjustments. Hey, next time they do that, next time they do that motion, like keep your eyes on them. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm serious. Whenever Sky Moore thought caught that touchdown, I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was like the play. Play it stopped. Dead ball. That's the only thing that made sense. Why he was, he was that open? So open. The only thing that made sense to me is oh. Mahomes and Sky Moore are the only two people moving because there's a penalty. He was so open. Like, I was expecting there to be a flag and it to be false start. And right, right. Like, oh, wait, hold on. He, he that's scored? A, that's a touchdown. Yeah, he's just completely wide open. The, 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 the best part about that is, you know, some teams come to the sideline or, you know, they go like, hey, all right, they got us. They're not going to run that again, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yes, they are. They ran again. Yes, they are. You want some more? I got more. You you know we got more on this show. <laughs> Special teams. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Howie, you the man. But Howie, please fix special teams. We've been crying about it all season long. Now they came back and it bit us. There was no way that man should have got all the way down into the four-yard line. No way at all. Angelo, I'm just beyond upset. Mm. Mm. <laughs> He's beyond upset. <laughs> oh, we got more. We got more. We smoking on that Philly blunt tonight. Our players wasn't in the right position all game long. All game long. Our city needed this. We hate each other. We needed this. The only thing we can agree on in this city is that we bleed great. And I blame him again. He got to get out of here, man. <laughs> who who got to get out of here? Somebody got. Somebody always has to get fired. Wow, Somebody's wow. always got to get thing, fired. Hey, the only thing that keeping this city together is the <laughs> we, Eagles. We, we, Billy Green, my, my man couldn't say the Sixers. He couldn't. He couldn't say the Sixers. Oh, the Phillies. The Phillies is the World Series. How about the Flyers? How about the Flyers? What the Flyers doing, man? Man, I can't believe the Flyers can't get no love. Hold on, this is the last one, man. It's the last one. <sighs> I don't have a scheme. Like, what, what are you talking about? And then you know, this guy yesterday. He coached backwards. So, okay, you mean to tell me that you're going to play zone against subpar receivers who probably haven't have a hard time beating man coverage yep. all the way down the field. But then when you get in the red zone, when you have the sideline and the end zone as a as a 12th defender, mm-hmm. you go man where all that confusion when you should go zone. This is simple stuff <laughs> that a kid can get. <laughs> I mean, he's right. I'm just I'm He's just, totally right. I'm just playing for you, Philadelphia calls. Oh man. The problem is is that like, look, man, they played man to start the game and the linebacker had no idea where Travis Kelsey was. And they're like, we gotta stop doing that. <laughs> we can't let Travis Kelsey run free because we don't have linebackers who know how to ID this man after after motion. Um 
Yeah, I mean, if he says he doesn't have a scheme, hey, he doesn't have a scheme, you know? I'm just here to play audio for you, man. It's, That's all I'm here to do. It, what uh, you smoking on tonight? <laughs> I'm smoking on that Philip Blunt tonight. <laughs> I'm just here to play audio for you, man. I love this sport. I love, I love the way this sport makes people feel. <laughs> that, just, that is like, no, like, none of this is correlated to your life. And I get it. Like, we all support people in their endeavors. But, like, the hatred, just because, like, hey, man. Maybe they're just better. Sometimes that sometimes it's just hard to admit that like, hey, the better team won. But I get it, man. Some of them, you know, they did get worked from a coaching staff standpoint in the second half. I they mean, didn't. no, there's no denying that. Uh, coming up on the other side, I want to get your opinion on the halftime show. You were there, you saw it live. Yeah, we'll get your opinion on the halftime show. You missed one of the greatest controversies of all time. Have you heard about this this Tubi commercial? Have you heard about the Tubi commercial? <laughs> Oh, the Tubi commercial was a special time in American history. I'll tell you about it on the other side. It's the Nate Taylor Show. You're listening to the Nate Taylor Show, brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family owned and operated. MyComfortSystems.com on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Nate Taylor, you're one of the few people I know that were at the Super Bowl. You got to see the halftime performance live in Mm -hmm. person, in the flesh. Yes. What'd you think? Amazing. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, Obviously, I do my, hey, what does everybody think at halftime on Twitter? But I got to admit, I was a little bit distracted because the acoustics in the stadium were actually really good, Carrington. Like, the songs, like, you could hear, like, the bass. You could hear all the instruments. Um... I thought Rihanna's voice was obviously impeccable. Um, and the sequencing, I thought, was really good just from song to song. Um, you know, it was 18 minutes, and I enjoyed it, you know. Um, we're, now, I couldn't really tell on the on the TV screen, um, and I was watching mostly from the press box or the concourse area. Um, all the people dressed in white, were they all women or was it like a actually, mix of people? I, I couldn't tell. Don't, yeah, I don't remember. Couldn't tell. Because uh, I know like. I was too busy looking at the person in red. I mean, well, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy looking at her. Um, oh, I was. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't tell because I, I didn't know if it was like similar to like what Beyonce did in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, but no, it was it was great, man. I was, I was really um, intrigued by them visually, you know, raising her on the on the stage of course um yeah i mean she's got great songs and it was nice to be reminded of that yeah no absolutely have you heard the tubi commercial controversy have you heard about i don't know if controversy is a right way of putting it but there was a commercial that i mean this one way to get your name out there it it starts like it's the super bowl broadcast yes all of a sudden they turn from the super bowl and start flipping through the channels to then turn to tubi (laughs) so every year i watch the super bowl at a dear friend's house it's like 15 of us we've been watching the super bowl for like a decade yeah I've seen people who've never yelled before <laughs> scream, what are you doing? Do it. <laughs> I saw my man put his hands up. I don't have the remote. It's not me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everybody is trying to see who's potentially sitting on the remote. <laughs> and then it was a, oh, that's they a commercial. They and then got us. dying laughing. Everybody's cracking up. So everybody enjoyed it once they realized, yeah, okay. It, was, it wasn't. It was, 
It was a 20-second scare. Yeah, people were like, where's my football? That was hilarious. <laughs> like, legitimately hilarious. My question is, why did Tubi pick that movie to be like, this is what we're going to play for? <laughs> that's, what made it so, that's what made it so good. This is what we're going to like, wow, that movie's been out for, what, a decade at least? Like, this is what we're going to play. It's like, no! Who has the remote is one of the great uh, living experiences of our time and era. Hey, you got the remote? Who has the remote? <laughs> Why did you turn to that? Uh, where's my football? So no, I mean, I like, it was it was during the part two. Like they did it like third, fourth game was getting good. Good. Oh, this was early in the game. <laughs> this was this was well timed by the Tubi folks. This was this was a really good advertisement. It okay. was good. It's one of the best Super Bowl. Like, you don't remember it's the clever. commercial. You just remember the panic, anxiety, the panic <laughs> that ensued at your Super Bowl yeah. party, man. Uh, let's let, let's end with this, man, for our final Nate Taylor show, man. I've enjoyed doing these shows with you. Just take us through your wave of emotion over the course of this season. They trade Tyree Kill. I can't lie to you. I thought they were going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Whenever we did our, you know, we go through our playoff picks, I picked the Chiefs to be the three seed in the AFC. Mm. I picked them to be the three seed. I picked... Yes, I think we. Yeah, I think we still picked them to win a division, right? Yeah, we, we, we both, both agreed. Them to win the division. Both agreed on that. Yeah, I had. But yeah, I actually thought Baltimore was going to be the one seed this year. I thought Baltimore, that schedule lined up. It for really them to have did, a good man. year. And Lamar, was Lamar Jackson, which is a good thing and a bad thing. He was Lamar Jackson this year. But just take us through the wave of emotion. You cover this team every single day, from mm-hmm. the Tyree Kill trade and our feelings about it to this draft class to now. You know, we're two days away from a Super Bowl championship parade. Um, yeah, when the offseason began, I just thought, man, they got to get a lot younger on defense, um, which means that there's going to probably be a lot of growing pains, um, you know, in this sort of second phase of Mahomes. Then they trade Tyreek Hill, and you go, okay, I understand it from both sides, even though to this day I would love to talk to Tyreek Hill and ask him, why, do you, why did you not want to continue to catch passes from Patrick Mahomes? But, hey, that's his prerogative. He wanted to be the league's highest paid receiver. Okay, cool. Uh, I thought the draft went better than I anticipated. Um, once you really started to understand their scouting of these players and obviously where these players were ranked and the opportunity to, you know, hey, at least they're going to get to play. You know, that's the cool thing was like, hey, we're going to see a youth movement and they're going to get to play with guys who have obviously been there before. Obviously, I picked them to win a division. They lose to the Bills, and I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to lose to the Bills. They're the better team. They have Von Miller. They're the team that's I thought had the biggest championship window in the AFC. Um, then you realize that they are one of the better teams in the league. And then I sort of readjusted and said, hey, like, man, they're going to be back in the playoffs. They're probably going to win the division again. That's that's an achievement in and of itself. And, man, it would be amazing if they got back to the AFC Championship game so that all these young guys can get the experience because it will serve them <laughs> for 2020, for 2023. And then they lost to the Bengals. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. The Bengals and the Bills are probably the two best teams. So you probably got to get through one of them to get to the AFC Championship. So that will be that'll be like the barometer on how I determine whether this season is successful or not. Then the DeMar Hamlin stuff happens, and there's obviously a bit of shock to everyone. Thankfully, he's doing well. We all saw him during Super Bowl week. They get to the postseason. They are the one seed, and it's like, they're probably going to get back to the championship game. 
I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl. Because you just don't know with rookies. You have no idea that all these rookies are going to play and play well. And then they did. And so, in some ways, it's a surprising result to this season. Um, but it's, I think it's really cool to see the city watch this team get better over the course of the year and really, you know, sort of certify themselves as, like, NFL greats. So, I never thought they were going to win the Super Bowl when the season began. But once they won the AFC Championship game, as I told you, Karen, I ain't never going to doubt him. I can't doubt him anymore. He won, he won an amazing game on a high ankle sprain. So then winning the Super Bowl didn't surprise me last night. But the way they did win it was really cool because it was very reminiscent of, obviously, what they did in Miami. That's our guy, Nate Taylor. Nate, I think you're doing your normal football stuff, and then you get a vacation, my man. Dusty Likens is up next. Take care of yourself. We had a great season here on the Nate Taylor Show.